speaking of betting or gambling, the Denver Nuggets, I think, you know, according to many, they kind of took a gamble on Michael Porter Jr. a few years ago in the draft. I believe they took him 14th overall, uh, but a lot of teams passed on him. I know the Clippers passed on him twice, and uh, he gets rewarded with a big-time contract worth up to $207 million. And to talk about that and the Denver Nuggets as they had their media day this afternoon, Ryan Blackburn, the host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast, joins us now. Ryan, my man, how are you doing on this Monday? And talk to me a little bit about this Michael Porter Jr. extension. I'm doing well, Anil. Thanks for having me on, man. I, uh, I'm excited after this morning's media availability. We were able to speak with Michael Malone, Tim Connolly, guys like that, some of the rest of the players. Uh, but this news sort of trumps all of it, doesn't it? Like, this feels like a, a definite win for this Nuggets team. They, they feel like, like you said, they kind of hit uh, black five on the roulette table. It's, uh, they're, they're feeling really good, and this is, a, this is a really big thing for them. This is a big moment for them. Uh, after drafting Michael Porter with the 14th pick in the 2018 draft, they didn't know it was going to happen after him sitting out a year, after seeing what he could do. They didn't know whether he would be the player that he has turned into, and he has clearly, absolutely clearly uh, gone above and beyond their expectations, and he's earned the max amount of money for it. So let's talk a little bit about the technicality of the deal here. So Woj reports that it could be worth up to $207 million, uh, but that's kind of incumbent on him trying to make an all-NBA team this year. So in if I'm getting this right, the base deal right is $172 million, but he can make up to $207 million if he fits the criteria of the complete max contract. Is that is that correct? Yeah, so basically he is going to, as you said, there, there, there are going to be some... Uh, qualifiers that he has to meet in order to meet that over $200 million number. All NBA, uh, he's going to be qualified as a forward this year. There are only six forwards that make it. He'd have to be in the top six on this mm. season in order to be able to do that. Uh, with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, Paul George, Luka, Don- uh, well, Luka is qualified as a guard, uh, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant. There are a lot of very talented forwards in the NBA today. Uh, but if you believe in Michael Porter, then you want to give him an opportunity to see the, if he can reach that that uh, threshold. Then he's going to drastically change your future as a team. Because not only would he become an all-star caliber player, all-NBA caliber player means he's roughly around one of the 15 to 20 most valuable players in the entire NBA. And that would mean a massive leap for Michael Porter Jr. in just his third season on the court. So I see a tweet this afternoon after the deal comes out. The only players to receive 200-plus million-dollar contracts in the NBA right now are guys like Giannis, Steph, Harden, Russ, Gobert, Trey Young, and Luka Doncic, right? You know, the creme de la creme. And now you've got Michael Porter Jr., who's kind of thrown into that mix. And I'm not, you know, at the end of the day, Michael Porter Jr. is not on the, the stature level of a guy like Giannis, Steph, Harden, Russ, you know, guys who have been there and done that. Uh, what do you think, because in my opinion, this is a deal that the Nuggets had to make, but they're also giving MPJ this deal on what he can be. I don't I don't think Michael Porter Jr. has played like a $200 million player at this stage in his career. I think he very well can become that player, but what do you make of Denver investing in Michael Porter Jr., considering you know he is kind of their third best player right now, rolling the dice and giving him this much money, knowing he's still got a long way to go to reach that full ceiling? Well, there are certainly some similarities and some comparisons that you can draw between this contract extension and, and Jamal Murray's contract extension back in 2019. Uh, when he signed that deal, 
there were a lot of people that were a little bit concerned that Denver had paid a little bit too much uh, based off of one playoff run, that he didn't necessarily deserve that max contract immediately, and a lot of people questioned Denver's decision-making on kind of paying it forward a little bit and projecting that he would be worth that at that amount of time. I think there are different questions with Michael Porter, but they aren't as much on the court. Uh, Jamal had had a couple of things where he, he wasn't as aggressive. He wasn't as efficient as he probably needed to be. Porter doesn't have those questions. His main question is, can he get better defensively and can he stay healthy? The longer you're in the league, the longer he just sort of adjusts to the NBA game and the NBA playoffs, he's going to get better defensively. So it really comes down to the health. And from what I understand, there, there are some concessions being made in that contract from a health standpoint. Uh, but it is going to be interesting to see what those are in totality. The Nuggets, let's face it, they believe in Michael Porter. They know that they're taking a chance on him based off of the health. That's one of the major concerns with him. But if it hits then this is one of the most talented teams in the NBA, and the Nuggets have been willing to pay for that. Yeah, no, it's a definitely a, a high-ceiling type of play. Again, I think it's a deal the Nuggets had to make. You know the upside with this kid. you got to kind of take a leap of faith, give him the contract, and hope it kind of all works out. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, you bring up the health, the provisions that might be in the contract. You know, he's he's excelled, you know, to this point. He's been a little up and down, but the health was kind of the one reason why he fell to Denver in the first place. Uh, any lingering concerns from Denver's perspective about his ability to kind of stay healthy over the course of this contract. He's been okay until now, but remember, that's why he fell, you know, back in 2018. Yeah, there there are some some stuff out there, some lingering concerns from uh the various reports that he had on on his released medical during the draft process, which is why he fell. But the Nuggets, they've he's been, he's been with them for the last 3 years. They know better than anybody else just how healthy he can be. And I have to imagine that one of the reasons why this played out as long as it did was not necessarily the money, but it was probably some some injury protections. And so we're going to see what what they ultimately agreed to. But uh, according to Mike Singer just now, he says that there are no player options on the max deal. Uh, That's one of the concessions that Porter would definitely be making in order to accumulate the max amount of money. Uh, so th- those are the kinds of negotiations that it's going to look like. I'm not as concerned about the health as many are, especially around the league that aren't as close to this. Michael Porter hasn't missed a game due to his, his back like in his entire career outside of back spasms uh, last playoffs. That was the only time, and it wasn't directly related to the back injury that he suffered back in college. So I am definitely not concerned in that regard. This is a great deal for Denver. I think that this is a home run. Chat with Ryan Blackburn, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. Uh, okay, we talked enough MPJ, but today was also Denver Nuggets Media Day. Uh, I know you guys got to talk to a handful of players, some coaches and whatnot. Uh, what is kind of the general sense uh you know, as his team gets ready to enter the season, I know Bones Highland. I saw him kind of making some rounds on Twitter. A lot of people were up on him. Uh, Aaron Gordon. I know you spoke to him last week. I think it was he got his extension. Uh, what what was kind of the vibe today from Media Day as the Denver Nuggets get ready to start the season? Well, I would describe the vibe as as mostly focused and and ready to go, rearing to go, and to prove to everybody else that this is a championship caliber team. The Nuggets believe that uh, from top to bottom. They believe that they have something special. That's one of the reasons why so many of the veterans resigned was because even even Austin Rivers for for a smaller deal, uh, Jamichael Green for a small raise, Will Barton for a deal that he could have gotten more guaranteed money elsewhere, they all decided to come back 
and to fill out the roster of this team because they believe that this group has something special going for them. And that's been a common sentiment. Uh, Michael Malone pushed back on, and, and Tim Connolly pushed back on it, on being a championship or bust kind of scenario, especially given the the health concerns for Jamal Murray coming back. But we did also speak to Jamal Murray, and he sounds like he's in good spirits as well. So I think everything has been very positive. The Nuggets are still on the right track when it comes to championship contention, and there's no reason to dispel that here. I'm very excited about Bones Highland, and I know a lot of uh, Nuggets fans are. And I know, look, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer with Malone, but we've seen in the past, you know, sometimes Malone and the younger players, you know, there's a little bit of trust that needs to be earned before you start seeing these guys get into, you know, quality minutes here. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about Bones, because I know Denver fell in love with his work ethic, his attitude, right? He kind of fits the, the mold of this team. But how do you see him kind of fitting in with the Nuggets in year one, knowing that this is a win now team, a team with championship uh, aspirations and a coach that wants to seize that with some of his, uh, you know, players that are ready to do it? Yeah, so this is going to be this is going to be an interesting season for Bones, because Without Jamal Murray at the beginning of the year, there is an opportunity for him to break into that rotation if he continues to prove certain things. And I think he, sur- he surprised a lot of people. The common sentiment around media day, around everything that's been going on, is that this Nuggets group is surprised that Bones Highland is as good of a passer and a playmaker for others as he is. Uh, he had so much of a reputation as a, a deep shooter, as a, a break-down-your-defender kind of guy as a scorer, as kind of a skinny scorer from the skinny outside shooter. But he actually is a great playmaker, and he really showed that in his runs with Nikola Jokic and the rest of the Nuggets when everybody kind of got back for their open runs. Uh, So he is a guy who can absolutely uh, try to get some rotation time during this upcoming season. There's going to be opportunities. The Nuggets aren't going to be overloading their veterans. Uh, They understand that the goal is larger than that. And if Bones proves that he can uh, just continue to maintain that positive energy and become a, a spark plug, if you will, then he is going to play at various points. Good stuff. We're chatting with Ryan Blackburn of Denver Stiffs and the host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast. One more before I let you go, and this is more so just to confirm what I think we already know. There was that really weird report that came out last week about Denver and Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons and Denver, blah, blah, blah. And I saw there was a couple reports that from, you know, people trust within the Nuggets organization that say, who would we even trade? Uh, can we just go ahead and just wipe the slate clean on this idea? I just want to hear it from somebody who's a little more trusted than I am. Uh, what do you make of this random theory that Ben Simmons might be coming to the Nuggets? I got to ask for radio purpose. Oh, sure. And it's, it's, it's really just a theory because in, in practice, there is no way to actually do this. That was the, that was certainly the point that a lot of people made. I immediately dispelled those rumors because not only did I know that this wasn't going to happen, but I understand the mechanisms that this can't happen. Once the Denver Nuggets extended Michael or extended Aaron Gordon, they took themselves out of the running. Even without the extension of Michael Porter Jr. today, they didn't have an opportunity to actually put together a bunch of contracts that would have cobbled together enough money to send to Philadelphia. So they would have had to instead trade one of Nikola Jokic, or Jamal Murray, who, despite the fact that (laughs) he's injured, like there's just no way that Denver would ever do that. There's no way that they would break up this core for the question mark that is Ben Simmons right now. Right. I believe that Jamal Murray is a better player as well. So there's, there's no real, like it's it's just it's just madness to try to think of that, and I I hate that entire concept of just trying to pair a team with player 
it didn't, it didn't work, and I'm glad that we got some contract extensions to just nip that in the bud. Beautiful. Okay. I knew you were going to confirm it. I was just sitting here like, what on earth is this thought process? So nice to know that that is not going to be happening, and it's nice to know that Denver's core four is locked up with Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, and MPJ for the foreseeable future. Ryan Blackburn, follow him on Twitter at NBA Blackburn. Where can people find your podcast, man, and what do you got working on for the listeners? Well, you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, iTunes, uh, Spreaker, Google, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It's Pickaxe and Roll, and you can find it also on denverstiffs.com. So thank you, Anil, for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Ryan, we'll do it again soon, man. Looking forward to getting the season started just a few weeks away. Yes, sir. Should be fun. All right, there he goes, Ryan Blackburn, Denver Stiffs, and host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast right here on My Life Sports Radio. A little betting thought. Michael Porter Jr. is actually the leader of the pack to win most improved player of the year. Michael Porter Jr. plus 950 to win most improved player of the year. You already know where I'm doing with that.